0: Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guests. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. So I am very excited to have my guest with me today, and that is Shannon. We are going to talk about finding passion and purpose in unexpected places. Shannon, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So Shannon, um, you know I've been doing these podcasts for a little while now, and we're coming off of uh, 2020. We're early 2021, and we still, I still can't get past 2020, and, and in the way of asking questions about the last year because it was such a unprecedented year that it just just one year we'll never ever forget. So when you think about over the last year what was the most unexpected uh, unexpected blessing of the last year
1: yeah that's a good question I will agree with you 2020 was challenging for most um, with not only the political landscape but the the fragile nature of our race relations and then put on top of that a global pandemic um, I shudder to think that it could have been any worse than it was um, when i when I look at, being a newer business because, you know, my my businesses both opened in 2018. So they were very, very new. So when I think about how things could have been uh, for my business specifically, it could have been catastrophic and it just wasn't. Um, so the blessings for me are all wrapped around my team. Um, although we are traditional Eastern medicine, um, my team considered the medicine just as essential as Western medicine. So shutting down wasn't even a consideration. So while we had to reduce our overall operations, um, and my team could have chosen to collect unemployment and exit stage left, um, they chose to hang in there with me and grow my business back. So, so if I look at Jackie, um, even pre COVID, we were treating about 40 to 45 patients on a busy day. Today, we have 60 patients that we're treating today. Wow. And it's all because my team chose to hang in there with me.
0: Wow, that's great. And Shannon, we're going to get into telling the listeners a little bit about your business, but definitely that, that's absolutely outstanding. I know, because unfortunately, there's not there's several businesses that cannot say the same thing about the last year. So that is definitely a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself before you jump into your actual business? Just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, Shannon.
1: Sure. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't rep my city. I'm a native Detroiter. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, so shout out to to Detroit. And I have a strong foundation of family, Christian values, and just a strong work ethic. So um, I feel like I can't start telling a little bit about me without first saying my uh, mom and dad um, were married for almost 50 years before my dad uh, passed away. And then my mother, I lost her recently in um, 2019, but they both had a strong um, focus on education for opposite reasons. So my dad wasn't able to get educated for a myriad of reasons, but the um, number one, probably being that he was too busy trying to help provide for the family. Um, When he grew up, he grew up in a family of um, eight other siblings. So the priority was helping um, pay bills. And then my mom was first generation educated. So they, they had a passion for their children to be educated, but for different reasons. So um, so I earned um, my bachelor's in communications. I was able to study overseas in Spain um, for a semester. And then after some work experience, I earned my MBA in marketing. Um, I have really enjoyed my career. I've had um, experience with some prestigious Fortune 500 companies like Electronic Data Systems, Ford Motor Company and GE Capital. I've had, I'm not going to say I had to, I'm going to say I, um, had the opportunity to move nine times, um, for different promotions with different, um, roles in those companies. And in the midst of that, I met my soulmate circa 2000 (laughs) and (laughs) we have been happily married for 19 years. If God willing and the Creek don't rise July the 4th, um, from him, I have two bonus kids, a boy and a girl. I love to travel. So the pandemic has been trying in that regard. That's a little bit about me.
0: That's great. Thank you, Shannon. So let's Mm -hmm. dive into your current business. So you touched on a little bit about your previous work experience and some of the large companies that you've had to, that you had the privilege of working for. But Tell everyone a little bit about your current business and how your previous experience brought you to where you are today.
1: Yeah. So, so the, the businesses that I have, they're clinics and, um, the brand, um, or the franchise is called modern acupuncture. There is, there are 43 across the country. There are five here in Arizona and I own two of them. Um, and it really is and I don't want to say just because that's probably not giving it enough credit, but we do acupuncture and we do it well. We do more acupuncture than any other acupuncturist in the valley. So just to put it in perspective, um, between my two clinics, we treated about fourteen hundred patients just last month. Um, so that's a lot of needles. Um, and I, I, I also feel like it's the best kept secret Um, about 75% of the patients that come into my clinics have never had acupuncture before. So they have no idea what it might be good for. They might've gotten a a referral from a doctor. They could have gotten a recommendation from a friend, but in general, we treat a lot of first timers. Um, and to the, to the question about, you know, what sort of led me, um, to this particular business, I have to think back to, Um, 2016, when um, GE Capital um, decided that we wanted to exit or sell off, I should say GE Corporate decided that they wanted to spin off most pieces of GE Capital, um, which included one of my uh, divisions that I worked in. I was a chief marketing officer for a business called GE Capital Franchise Finance, Um, which was a $6 billion business in the restaurant and hotel space. And during the time um, when helping get ready um, to develop the presentations and that sort of thing, I did some soul searching and reflection of my own. And I remember being in Del Mar at a trip with two of my girlfriends who are near and dear to my heart and I often call them my board of directors. And when I began talking to them about owning my own business, at the time, I thought it was going to be a spa. Um, One of them made the comment that they hadn't seen my eyes light up like that in a long time. And that that was the first step. The first step wasn't finding the business. The first step wasn't getting funding for the business. The first step was the mind shift of owning my own business versus working for someone. Um, So I think that's when it started. And then I decided not to look for a new job. I decided to take a year off in 2017 with my husband, we traveled, we, um, you know, went to classes, we just, you know, kind of spent life as a retired couple, if you will. Um, So in 2017, late, we signed on the dotted line, the introduction was made, I should say, This this it was some people would call it a coincidence, but I call it, um, you know, serendipity. Um, This was an introduction that was made for someone I used to work with at GE and um, made an introduction to modern acupuncture. I loved the model. Um, I had spent a lot of time learning about franchise in that I was working in a franchise business for the last five years. So it kind of. just worked out or was meant to be, however your perspective is. I brought my husband in to meet the team and long story longer, <laughs> we signed the contract first part of 2018. I opened location one in June of 2018. And then the second location I opened at the end of August in that same year.
0: Wow, that's great. I mean, that that's a great story. It, it just sounds like you just knew that it was just the right time for you and the opportunity presented itself. And that's 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 outstanding, Shannon. So, you know, our, our topic t- today is finding passion and purpose in unexpected places. So, how do you define passion and purpose?
1: Um, I think passion is what you like to do and what you choose to do with your time. I think purpose is what God and his universe chooses for you to do. That that I think that's my definition. Okay.
0: So so passion is what you like to do and purpose is what God and the universe has chosen for you to do. That's awesome. I like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. how do you feel? What do you feel is your current purpose?
1: I think, I really think I am where I'm supposed to be. Um, I, I think my purpose is to heal my community and we do that every day. Um, we have people that come in where western medicine doesn't know what to do with the condition um there's a a famous actress angelina jolie who had something she she did an article or an interview about it she had bell's palsy and it's where half of your face is very very relaxed it looks like you've had a stroke um she can afford all the medicine in the world but western medicine couldn't help her and she is an advocate for acupuncture because that's the only thing that helped and so that's just one example we come to um we we heal patients of pain that's so severe that epidurals have stopped working on their back pain and after just a few treatments they get you know i'll say delivered from their pain um and those stories never get old we had a um, child that suffered from ticks and um you know, he just would be talking and there would be several ticks during the conversation or um, ticks within his body movements that he couldn't control. And I remember the mom saying, you know, I don't know, we are going to have to figure out if we can fit this in our budget. Her son came in and just was treated one time. And of course, having acupuncture one time, I tell people, it's just like going to the gym one time. You're going to feel great, but you don't have any lasting impact. Right. Acupuncture is the same. So I saw this same woman bring in her son two days later. And I was surprised to see her because she really had was adamant that I don't know if I can afford this. So I said to her, Wow, I'm surprised to see you back. What made you change your mind? And she just pointed at her son and she said, He changed my mind. She said, He woke up the next morning and said, Mom, can we go get needles again? And he said it was the longest he had longest stretch he had been without ticks. And she said, "I knew I had to figure out how to pay for it." Wow,
0: I mean, those stories are are remarkable and outstanding. I can see why you feel like it's your purpose. Um, I- I'm sure that just never, like you said, gets old to hear those those success stories. So, how have you found passion also in unexpected places? Share with us that, Shannon.
1: Yeah, so it's it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know how long I've been walking in this and what I'm going to share with you. But what I can tell you is that I expect to find passion everywhere. So I find it everywhere. (laughs) And, and so I don't, it's, I can't even answer the question because I always expect it. And what I can say is that I found at least in the last few years that I've been sort of walking in my purpose, that you find passion more, and you find that you spend more time in your passion. So since I've had the business I've had what I will say non-traditional schedule, right? So I have found passion in hiking. I never would have been able to carve out time during the day like the other day I I hiked 8 miles from 7 to 11 a.m. and I and I I wholeheartedly believe I would never have picked up this type of hiking having a traditional nine to five job. I would have had to be in somebody's office at eight o'clock or nine o'clock. I can't just say I'm on the mountain until eleven and I'll see you when I get there. (laughs) Um, So, so that's one example. I think I I have found passion also um, in spending more time with brown girls. I have a passion for. Um, uplifting um, brown girls, and I've had the pleasure of joining an organization who shares that passion, and that is the um, National Coalition of One Hundred Black Women. I act as their treasurer, but I perform in my passion of just helping us be better. Um, so yeah, the, so the, so that's why it was hard to answer your question that way. But I will say, now that I'm in my purpose, I just find passion all the
0: time in. All places, and you know, I like what you said, Shannon, about you expect to find passion. I think so often we expect things to not go so well, um, especially I think over the last years, just been so much that has gone on that I think it's made it harder for people to expect good things to happen. But it mm-hmm. sounds like that's exactly what you do. You expect to find passion. You expect good things to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. I do.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really important, important because we know that where our mind goes, so does everything else, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. It is so
1: true. We, we even talked about that at one of our team meetings where we were spending time, um, going through role-playing and things like that with, um, our front desk. And, um, one of our front desk ladies said to me, it's as if you think, everybody should get acupuncture. I said, I do, and they should. <laughs> and so as as a result, um, I probably 80% um, of the patients that come in as new patients walk out as members of our family, I'll say they join our membership program and they get on board starting their acupuncture because I expect it. I'm actually confused. I have a look of confusion on my face when somebody says, No, I don't want to continue my treatment plan. I'm, I'm actually surprised. Mm.
0: That's, that's a great attitude to have. That's an awesome attitude to have. And I think certainly something that should, um, be contagious that more and more people have that same attitude about whatever (laughs) it is
1: they're Mm -hmm. doing in their
0: life, you know, to expect great things to happen. And you know whether you're a salesperson or whatever job you may have, just expect good things to happen in Mm -hmm. your job, in your role. Yep.
1: Yep. You'd be surprised how the universe delivers on that when you expect it.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful, Shannon. So, you know, so we, we're talking about expecting good things, but along the way, you know, I'm sure that you probably, just like all of us, are faced with challenges. So can you share some of the challenges that you have experienced over your, your journey to finding your passion? And then how have you overcome those challenges?
1: Yeah, so I'll pick a couple. I mean, I I, I would be remiss if I didn't, because you started off by asking about 2020. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I mean, that was challenging, right? um, at the end of April, we had lost half of our patient base. They were either scared to come out or they had lost their jobs. Right. And so they were cost cutting. And so as a result, we lost, of course, half our revenue. Um, and you're talking to someone, you know, who was very optimistic, no matter the fact that I read, you know, um, 75 to 85% of all new businesses fail within a year. No matter that I read, if it's owned by a, a Black person, the statistics are even worse. No matter reading all of that, I just believed not only in the model and, and acupuncture, but I believed that I was equipped to be successful in this business. And so when COVID hit and we lost um, you know, half of our patients, it really makes you second guess yourself. It's really hard to be optimistic um, during that time. And so um, what I can say to you is that I think one of, my, one of my phrases comes to mind, and I can't remember who said it, but no man is an island. And I think you have to remember that. So I remember I was at my table, at my kitchen table with my laptop, and I had been doing this for days. Um, figuring out option A, option B, option C, (laughs) you know, what can I do? What should we do? And I remember it took my husband. He said, do me a favor, close your laptop. And I kind of looked at him in a panic. I can't close my laptop. I've got spreadsheets and numbers. And I was like, Dr. Seuss, oh my. And so um, (laughs) he said, no, really close your laptop, look up at me and tell me what we should do. And it, it was effortless, Jackie. I closed my laptop. I looked up at him and I said, COVID is here." It's going to be here for a while, but nothing has changed about my belief system, the medicine, and that I believe will be successful. I think in the short term, we need to reduce operations. We need to take it down from seven days to three. We need to have a team meeting, explain to them what's going on and solicit their commitment. Also, let them know that we will take care of them after we make it through because we will. And I said, and after we grow our business, we're going to put a sales and marketing plan in place where we're going to touch each and every single one of our patients, old and new, and let them know we're still in business and we're still in the business of healing them. And we still want that opportunity and we promise to keep them safe. My husband said, execute the plan. I got out of my spreadsheets. (laughs) I executed the plan. Everybody stuck with us. We grew our customer base, even after saying that to patients, touching them via email and text and phone. Three months after that, we were still getting people coming in our door saying, oh, I didn't realize you guys were open. So it was was a long time coming, but we are back even ahead of where we were revenue-wise prior to COVID. Um, So that's been one of the biggest challenges. Um, Getting ready to open the business, There have been, I'll say the typical challenges for um, African Americans and specifically African American women, um, where people second guess how you got here, whether or not you should be here and whether or not you'll be successful, Um, you know, through the build out process, you know, without taking anyone through all the drama. There were times when. Um, I was belittled or minimized. Um, I had to leave one meeting saying (laughs) that um, I'm the one with the check and I'm walking out right now. Um, So those times weren't fun. um, But, you know, the the phrase that which does not kill you makes you stronger is definitely the case now, because, you know, last month, as I look across the system, my location one. Um, was number one in revenue and number one in terms of number of patients treated. And there are 43 modern acupunctures across the system. Wow, that's
0: great. Congratulations, Shannon. I mean, that, that's absolutely outstanding. And you can tell that def- definitely is coming from your positive attitude. So I want to I dig in a little bit deeper um, into the responses that you just gave to that question. So the first one around what you said your husband asked you to do, Why do you think that worked? Why was it that when you closed your computer and just looked up and really thought you came up with the the right answer or the right response? Why do you think that happened?
1: I think two things. Um, I think when you have the background that I have growing up in GE with Lean Six Sigma, you can get you can suffer from analysis paralysis because there's always several different ways you can look at things. And that's what I was busy doing, looking at things several different ways, right? That's the first thing that was wrong with that picture. The second piece is, I think I needed somebody to say, I believe in you, you have the answer already, stop it and just tell us what the answer is.
0: Okay, so that support system, having that support system and not overthinking what you should do and taking action and then so I want to dig into the second challenge that you talked about where maybe people didn't believe in you, they you know maybe said things that were inappropriate. How did you get past that? What tactics did you use to you know be able to walk away from that from some of those situations. You said you sometimes left the meeting, it was hard, but what did what did you tap into to be able to get past that? Those comments, those situations. Yeah.
1: I think number 1 is Um, understand how important it is. So, um, you know, and you're African-American as too. also Jackie. And so I think you've probably been in spaces and places where you have to let things go, right? If it's, if it's not that important, sometimes you just got to let it go. And then the second question that you need to ask along with that is, does this have the, the, the potential to negatively impact me? And in that regard, then it matters. Right, then you know to say something, speak up for yourself, pivot, choose a new company, that sort of thing. And I think that's what I ask myself, you know, daily, weekly, especially when we were going through the build out process and lease negotiations and that sort of thing.
0: Okay. I mean, I think thank you for sharing those additional thoughts because I think that can help the listeners, you know, if they're faced with similar situations, how do they handle it? So, thank you for sharing that. So, Shannon, we're going to shift gears for a couple of minutes here. And I'm going to ask you a couple of fun questions. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) the first one is, what is the worst birthday present you have ever received? (laughs) (laughs) That is
1: funny. That is funny. And so I'm going to tell you the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I had to be around seven. And so as a seven-year-old, when you think of birthdays, you think of all the things that would make you smile, whether it's toys, whether it's, you know, candy or cake or ice cream. And I remember a really near and dear friend of the family got me a calculator.
0: She thought it was the best. (laughs) At seven?
1: (laughs) Yes. She said, you are really smart and I see the potential and I'm considering this to be an investment in your education and what I think you're going to do when you grow up. And, she, <laughs> and I still remember that calculator and my mom made me write a thank you card and everything. And I just wasn't thankful for the gift. As I got older, <laughs> as I got older, though, I really said to myself, wow, she was one of my biggest fans and she really believed in me.
0: Wow, that was, she was like, almost like, Telling your future there. Right,
1: <laughs> <Seven>. right. A <laughs> calculator. I still remember
0: it. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure at seven, I, I can imagine it was not cool, though.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. You know, so when everybody asks you, what would you get for your birthday? You know, hers would be the last thing I would list on the list. I got clothes. I got presents. I got these toys and coloring books. And, and Kathy got me a calculator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least you told them. You could have just not said anything. (laughs) (laughs) all right next one what is the best parenting advice you have ever received
1: Hmm. all right um I'm gonna count this because I think that you never stop being a child when you know you're when you have parents and this was parenting advice but I got the advice when I was 32 and so it was from my mother and um I remember that You know, I was considered late in life getting married because a lot of my friends got married in their 20s. And I got married at 32, and we were probably six months in. And I was complaining about my husband to my mother. And I can't remember exactly what I was complaining to, but I was really complaining, like long windedly complaining. And my mother just stopped me and said, Shannon, she kind of got my attention by just calling my name, Shannon. We were on the phone. And she said, So you, shared with your husband, your dissatisfaction. Right. And I said, yeah, I just told you, I told him. And she said, and then you reminded him of how you felt. Right. And I said, yeah, I did. I, I told him and she said, so if you've already shared, that's one. And if you told him again, that's two, that's reminding. If you do it again, it's just nagging and nobody likes a nag chant. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that, I think that was the, that was probably up there. I don't know if it's the best. I'd probably have to give it some more thought, but that's gotta be up there.
0: Wow. don't, I'm not going to tell my husband that one boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. My last one question here, what is your favorite way to waste time?
1: <laughs> Ooh, to waste time. You know what? I lose a lot of time, Jackie, with puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I say lose time, like I'll just start a jigsaw puzzle. I'll mean for it to go on for a few days and come back to it. But I will just um, be there until it's almost done. Like it's been some days, two o'clock in the morning, and I can't even see straight anymore. And I'm probably three fourths of the way done with a 500 piece puzzle. <laughs> So I, I, I lose when you think of wasting time that that probably is the number one thing that comes to mind. I lose myself in jigsaw puzzles. The <laughs> largest one I've done is a thousand pieces, but I wow. try not to do a thousand pieces because I get drawn in so completely. So I try to stick to 300 to 500, even 750 is a lot. So I, I think 500 is my sweet spot.
0: Wow. That's a lot of patience to put puzzles together. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> All right. Just a couple more questions, Janet, and then we're going to close out. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you maintain your passion and stay clear on your purpose?
1: That's a good question. Um, maintain. So, you know, it's interesting. I think one of my answers might do for both and that is really watch for burnout. Um, As a type A personality, um, you can really, you know, it's a phrase, but it really can't happen. You can run yourself ragged. Um, And when you run yourself ragged, you become forgetful on what it is you're doing and why it is you're doing it. And you can't find any passion because you're tired and you're worn out. Um, So I would say be very self-aware around how you're feeling and where you're at. Um, Because really, you can't even hear the small, still voice that confirms your passion, gives you guidance if you're burnt out. Um, And so I try to really make time. I try to hike twice a week and do yoga once a week. Those are my three commitments. I'm not going to tell you I work out six days a week, seven days a week. I'm not going to say that. But I make time for a hike twice a week. And it can be a two-mile hike or it can be an eight-mile hike like the other day. Um, and then I make time for yoga. It just calms the mind. The, the, the interesting thing about the body and mind is your heart wants to go, go, go. The heart loves cardio. It loves running. It loves staying active. The mind really wants you to be still. The mind wants you to be quiet. And I think the trick is to maintain balance between movement and stillness.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really powerful. I mean, You're right. I mean, I I, what I hear you really saying is taking that time to take care of yourself is to Mm -hmm. make yourself a priority. Your well-being is to make sure that it's a priority. And that is definitely very important, because if you're not taking care of yourself, it's hard to stay focused on anything or to be a value to anyone else as well.
1: Right. Yep. I agree.
0: Yeah. So what advice would you give to others to help them find their passion and purpose in unexpected places?
1: Um, I think start expecting it. Um, And and I know it sounds kind of flippant, but um, there's two things that studies have shown and it's around laughing and massage, right? And I'm gonna use those two examples and then I'll bring home my point full circle. If you were to take your right hand and start massaging your shoulder on the left or massaging your hand or massaging your leg, your body actually doesn't know the difference between someone else massaging you and you massaging you. It gives off the same chemicals either way. You could argue that one feels better than the other. I get that. But your body doesn't know the difference. If you broke out hysterically in laughter, even if it was fake, if you just started laughing right now, and I challenge you after this podcast to go do it. Your body doesn't know the difference between authentic laughter and made up or created laughter. So you release the same um, endorphins that you normally would if you were laughing for real, as they say. So in the mornings, when you get up, and I'm not going to say meditate, because that sometimes stresses people out, when you're brushing your teeth, think good thoughts, expect good things, look for good things. And I think the universe will cooperate. That's, I think that's my advice. Almost like fake it till you make it. Because if you give yourself a massage, if you laugh hysterically, uncontrollably, if you start to say good things, whether you believe it or not, something inside the universe and yourself gets a hold of it and it will deliver. Yeah.
0: I, I so I am so much aligned to that. And there's so many people that I have spoken to and things that I have read that really does demonstrate that that is absolutely the, the truth. One thing I like to do when I first get up in the mornings and I'm actually brushing my teeth is I say that something good is going to happen to me today and through me. Because mm. it's about things happening to you, but it's also equally important, if not sometimes more important, is to help other people and something good mm-hmm. happening through you. So thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. So as we close out, Shannon, how can people get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about the work that you do?
1: Sure. Um, They can send an email. That's probably the easiest uh, way to um, shannon.tolbert at modacu.com. And that's S-H-A-N-N-O-N dot T-O-L-B-E-R-T at M-O-D-A-C-U dot com.
0: Great. Well, well, Shannon, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I want to wish you continued success on your business. Thank you for all of the great insight that you have shared with the listeners today. And again, thank you so much for taking time to be a guest on my podcast.
1: It's been a pleasure, Jackie. Um, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. And please continue doing what you do so that you can lift everybody
0: up. Oh, great, thank you so much, Shannon.